January 2nd, yesterday, was a typical day back to work for many of us after a long holiday weekend. But for one Fort Wayne mom, Rebecca Hubley, it was deadline day to send her disabled adopted son back to Haiti or else. So here to give us an update now that deadline day has come and gone is Rebecca herself. Good morning, Rebecca. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, so glad you're here. And really, before we chat, just allow me to say from one mom to another, my heart has just been hurting for you. I've been reading all of your posts. I've been seeing your story unfold on social media. And and honestly, I think it's been heartbreaking for a lot of folks to watch and follow along. I just cannot imagine what you and your family have been going through. So so let me just start by asking this. First and foremost, where is your 17-year-old adopted son Jonas at right now? He's thankfully he's sleeping upstairs in his bed right now. Praise the Lord. Okay, he is still That's with right. you. Okay. Yeah. We need to back up then. You adopted Jonas here in Allen County back in 2010 from Haiti. He's blind, right. autistic, nonverbal, has cerebral palsy, and yet in December you received a letter from US Citizenship and Immigration Services that changed everything. Rebecca, what did that letter say? So it was a um it was a denial form from, the, I mean, the forms are kind of confusing, but we had filed two forms. It was the last two forms for, for citizenship, and in June they had asked for some extra, they call it RFE, Request for Evidence. Hmm. And one of those things was you had to prove two-plus years of physical residency, the child with us, physical residency, before we actually filed those documents. So then that would have like backtracked to 2014 or 15 because – it's been years. And so one of the options was to um, give them school records. So I went down to the Faith Center for in community schools. Um, the lady printed me out. She gave me three originals. Um, she stamped, like signed, notarized, um, stamped every single page in each document or in each packet because she gave me three originals. And obviously the records went all the way back to 2009, even a year before he was adopted, because he was with us two years before adoption here on a medical visa. And so everything, I thought, okay, great. Um, I had to send in a couple other documents, and I put sticky notes on everything, told them exactly which documents referenced which request for evidence, sent it off. And so on December 7th, I got the letter in the mail, and I thought, oh, my gosh, like this nightmare is finally over, all this waiting. And then I opened it up, and it was a denial letter. And I thought, like, I almost thought maybe it was a mistake. I'm looking at someone else's paperwork. How could this be? Because I've literally sent you everything that you've wanted. And then when I looked at the denial letter, it said that we only sent them the 2324 school records. And I thought, well, I can't say what I thought. But, <laughs> but I thought, you, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. You, you only looked at for, I mean... You would think in immigration, you know, every case, they say every case is handled um, on an individual basis and cared for ethically and humanely and efficiently. And I thought, this is how they operate? Like, yeah. they did not even flip a page. Yeah, they didn't turn the page over to see you had... My... Yeah. What? I'm sorry? Yeah, they didn't even flip the page over to see you had all these other documents. Correct. I mean, because the front page was the cover letter. I can't help how foreign community schools print their records, and we can't be responsible for someone who is going to be so lazy that they cannot turn over a page and so um yeah so to make such a life-altering and not just life-altering but uh 
like a death sentence for someone because you're too lazy to flip a page. It's it's indefensible. It's unconscionable. It's I, I've run, I've really run out of words to use. So what, it's, it's disgusting. What what I what I don't understand, and maybe this is a stupid question, Rebecca. Forgive me. I mean, you you adopted him back in 2010 here in Allen County, here in Indiana. It's been recognized by the by the state. Why wasn't Correct. he granted citizenship then? You know, that's a great question, because had we been able to go back to Haiti and finalize the adoption like we uh, initially intended to? I mean, no one knew about the earthquake. Um, It would have happened that way. We would have finished the adoption in Haiti. We would have brought all the paperwork and either went through Miami or Fort Lauderdale. You hand that envelope, sealed envelope, to immigration officers. When you come through immigration, they send it off to whomever. And then, like, within a month or two, you get a citizenship um, certificate of citizenship. You know, you go down to the Social Mm -hmm. Security office. All that would be normal. So why the government did not afford that to these kids that had to be adopted in the U.S.? That's a great that's a great question because it should have been because it it was we were having to adopt these kids here because of a natural disaster and the kids that came over from Haiti there was a large group from Jonas's orphanage um, CNN ran all the coverage at pretty much all the big um, news outlets did they were called the Haiti 80 and all of those kids thank goodness you know the kids coming out of Haiti they got humanitarian parole so they had a separate avenue to citizenship. But because Jonas was here on a medical visa, even though he still needed his adoption finalized, he wasn't in imminent danger. That's mm. not why he came to the U.S. And so he was almost the kids, you know, the few kids that would have been here on a medical visa had a classification all of their own. And then and there's some kids that have gotten their adoption or the citizenship already. It just happened to be that Jonas's paperwork, for whatever reason, got stuck in a black hole. And whomever was looking at his documents was incompetent. Yeah, like you said, lazy. Lazy. There was one time that one small, like one little part, a box wasn't checked all the way or something, and that held up for a year. They sent it back. They don't tell you why they're sending something back. They just say it's not correct, but they don't tell you why. So let me fast forward here. Yeah, for sure. Because it sounds like you said, this paperwork, black hole, makes it sounds like common sense to you and I of how things probably Correct. should have went down. But So fast forward, you get this letter, his citizenship's been denied, and boom, because of that, uh, Jonas now has to leave the United States before January 2nd. Uh, I believe yeah. the document said that you can't even appeal this decision. Correct. So. So where are you at? You obviously still have Jonas. You just said, praise the Lord, he's sleeping upstairs in his bedroom. But I mean, what happens now, Rebecca? So someone hired an attorney for us, not just any attorney. I mean, she's she is like one of the top adoption immigration attorneys in the U.S., Kelly Dempsey. And um, so she filed. You couldn't appeal, but she was able to file a motion to reopen the case. I mean, it's just semantics, really. Yeah. And um, so. We're just waiting. She filed on December 20th, and we are waiting now. Um, Congressman Banks' office can't do anything until we get a receipt number. Um, Todd, Todd Young's office can't do anything until you get a receipt number. And then yesterday the attorney called, or I talked to the attorney, and she said, Rebecca, she said, if they don't make this decision before his 18th birthday, which is on, if, if they make the decision in his favor before January 14th, he will automatically become a citizen. It's It's like automatic. If they choose, like they have this whole time, to wait to do something stupid, if they don't do it before his 18th birthday, 
he even if they agree that the paperwork is fine, he will have to wait an additional five years to become a citizen, and he'll have to go through the naturalization process. Oh, At wow. That point yesterday, honestly, the breath, I mean, the breath left my lungs again yesterday, too. And I was sitting in Friendly Fox, um, getting ready to go to Fox to do just a follow-up interview. And there I'm sitting in the middle of Friendly Fox, just like tears coming down my face. Because I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's, now we're down to 10 days. As of today, I mean, he'll, as of January 13th at 11.59 p.m., he will, I mean, that's it. And so today, I'm actually, I'm driving out to New York City. I'm driving out to New York City. A friend's putting me up in Midtown Manhattan, and I am going to physically go into all the news outlets and ask them to run the story because the attorney said, now the only thing we can do is put pressure on them. And so that's what I'm doing today, which I can't even believe I'm doing, but I'm, I'm driving in New York City, and I'm going to go into the New York Times. I'm going to go into ABC. I'm going to go into NBC. All these places, I mean, it's pretty much went national, so I know they've heard of the story, and I'm just going to beg him to, to run his story so USCIS, so the government is pressured to do something, or they're even going to look like more idiots. Rebecca, you are an incredible human being. Hell hath no fury like a mom, am I right? Let me tell you this. I've got some friends over at Fox as well. I will do everything I can in my personal power to get you hooked Please. up with who you need to get hooked up with. Rebecca, I am way Please. out of time, but... Please keep us yep. updated. I've got your number. You've got mine now. Um, keep us updated because we are all, I think I speak for all of us when I say we are rooting for you. We are. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, send me your contacts. I'll walk into Fox in New York City and hopefully they do something. You, great. you go, girl. Keep us updated. That is Rebecca Hubley, <laughs> a Fort Wayne mom, just fighting the good fight to keep her disabled, adopted son, Jonas, here in Indiana. I Podcasts by Federated Media.